0: It's TechBiter Worldwide with Bill Blinn, the latest on programs and policies, helpful hints, and a bit of occasional nonsense, all in more or less plain English. Podcast number 801 for the 15th of July, 2022. This week, Facebook gives users a way to keep in contact with friends and relatives, but it also can be intensely frustrating. An add-on application for browsers can tame the beast. In short circuits, cameras in mobile phones have capabilities that often go well beyond what even an expensive camera can do, and apps give mobile users the ability to perform tasks once limited to computer-based digital photography programs. Nearly 10 years after researcher Aaron Swartz committed suicide when he was charged, many say unfairly, with computer espionage, the Department of Justice has made changes in how it will handle future cases. And 20 years ago, only on the website, a bit of hope remained for Ventura Publisher as Corel prepared to release what would become the program's final version. A lot of people use Facebook, but Facebook frustrates a lot of people by displaying an annoying flood of advertisements, some of which are blatant scams, providing features that many people don't want but can't turn off, such as stories, and switching to the top posts view even when the user repeatedly sets the view to most recent There is a way to fix a lot of these annoyances. It's a free browser add-on called Social Fixer. Although it is free, the developer does ask for donations. Social Fixer is also not available for those who use mobile devices, either iOS or Android, but it does work with any browser on a computer. How many people are being annoyed by Facebook? Well, maybe we should start with how many people actually use Facebook. And that requires a little bit of tea leaf reading. Statista, Backlinko, and Renalon estimate 2.9 billion people use Facebook every month. Quantum Marketer simply says more than 2 billion. And not every user is on Facebook every day, though. So the daily user estimate is lower, probably down around 2 billion. That's still a lot of people. Even if Facebook annoys only 5% of its users, and that seems unrealistically low, the number of annoyed users would be around 14.5 million. That's a lot of frustration. Social Fixer comes to the rescue starting with the ability to hide junk that users may simply never want to see. Stories, for example. I utterly detest the stories feature, not least because it consumes an enormous amount of real estate at the top of the feed. I also don't want to see the watch button or the news button. The oversized sponsored section in the upper right corner is annoying, and I can't think of any set of conditions under which I would want to create a room. After marking all of these to be hidden, Facebook's appearance is much more to my liking. Social Fixer gives users the ability to make changes that Facebook should allow users to make on their own. One of the most maddening annoyances before Social Fixer was Facebook's constant forcing of the top posts view. I could change from top posts to most recent, and I did several times a day, and Facebook decided regularly that I really should have the top posts view. Well, that annoyance is gone. When you receive an instant message from someone who is not in your friends list, Facebook hides it. Now that's actually a good feature, but it only does half the job. Someone who's not in your list of friends may well have information you'd like to have. Because Facebook doesn't tell you it's hidden the message, you'll see it only if you remember to look for filtered messages. Social Fixer checks for you and displays an alert if you have any unseen filtered messages. And Facebook's use of enter is schizophrenic at best. Sometimes enter creates a new line, sometimes it submits a message. Social Fixer has an option to fix enter in comments, reply, and chat. A friend manager can be helpful, but it also can be confusing. If one of your friends changes the name they display on Facebook, you'll see an alert. But you may also see an alert indicating that a person is no longer on your friends list. Now, that doesn't mean the person has unfriended you. They may simply have paused their account briefly, or there may be a problem with Facebook. What a surprise. A problem with Facebook? Who knew? Social Fixer polls your friends list on Facebook, and there's a lot that can go sideways in that process. It is helpful, but just keep in mind it is not definitive. Social Fixer includes some options for experienced users on the general settings tabs. These include the ability to change the typeface you see in various parts of the interface. These are best left to those who understand HTML coding and cascading style sheets. Four other settings tabs reveal even more powerful options. The Hide Posts tab is where users can define bits of text from posts that they want to omit. Although Social Fixer makes it possible to hide advertisements, scammers create a lot of posts that are really just fraudulent ads. I hide any posts that contain text such as Factory Store Direct Sale, or I think most of you know me, or not sold in stores, or only available for a short time, and lots of other phrases. Social Fixer can show one line of text describing which filter blocked a message, and clicking that line will reveal the message. Some people like this feature, but it can be turned off if you don't. The Filters tab offers several subscription services. Subscription here simply means that the filter will be updated automatically by Social Fixer. No costs or fees are involved. The Hide Sponsored Posts subscription filter will eliminate most of the ads, and it has to be updated frequently to keep up with Facebook's attempts to defeat it. Other subscription features can hide posts related to COVID, politics, games, the people you may know section, and spoilers. But perhaps the most powerful capability here involves creating your own filters. When you create a filter, you can choose to hide a post, add some cascading style sheet changes, or move or copy the post to a tab. I subscribe to a lot of cat groups. Now, doubtless you find that to be quite a surprise, but it is true. A lot of cat groups. There are, in fact, so many that sometimes the cats can overrun my Facebook feed. I have created a filter for posts from those groups, and I move all of the posts to a cats tab. I turn on the option to always show the tab list in the Advanced Settings panel, and then Facebook displays a control panel on top of Facebook. I can choose to see all of the posts, that would be the normal unfiltered feed, or the filtered feed omitting all of the messages I've moved to tabs, or any of the tabs just to see the posts that are in a specific tab. It's a handy way to turn off potential distractions. The Display Tweaks tab offers several additional subscription options. Like filters, there's no subscription fee. The term simply means the code is updated frequently to keep up with changes made by Facebook. Although Social Fixer isn't available for mobile devices, there are some options for Android and iOS users. Simple blocks ads and reduces some frustrations for Android users. The iOS option, Friendly, has many frustrations of its own, so when I need to interact with Facebook on the iPad, I usually have to turn to Facebook's app instead of Friendly, because Friendly's frustrations are actually more cumbersome than Facebook's. On Android, Simple does a really great job of taming the worst of the frustrations. Social Fixer developer Matt Cruz had considered creating a version for mobile devices, but he scrapped the project because Facebook's attorneys do their very best to punish people who try to make Facebook usable. The bottom line for Social Fixer, five cats. If you use Facebook, you need Social Fixer. When using Facebook, you may occasionally take Mark Zuckerberg's name in vain. When frustration becomes overwhelming, it's time to visit your browser's extensions and add-ons site to download Social Fixer. Sadly, no such feature exists for those who interact with Facebook on iOS and Android mobile devices, but it is an anger reducer for anyone who uses a browser to connect to Facebook from a Windows, Mac OS, or Linux computer. You'll find additional details on the Social Fixer website. There's a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website, And so does the cat. In short circuits, a couple of weeks ago I mentioned the huge inroads smartphone cameras have made replacing point-and-shoot cameras, and sometimes even more traditional cameras. Increasingly, these cameras are gaining capabilities that go far beyond what normal cameras can do. My Google Fi Android phone can do some tasks that previously would have required Photoshop. Lightroom has recently added the ability to perform healing functions on photos, but the phone's capabilities are beyond anything I would have expected. And even if your phone doesn't have the magic eraser feature, adding Adobe's free Photoshop camera to an iOS or Android phone opens up access to hundreds of filters and lenses that can modify images you've captured. Google's Magic Eraser comes with the company's Pixel 6 phones, but it can sometimes be installed on Android phones from other manufacturers. That's a maybe at best, so use a search engine to find the latest information about how you might be able to add it to your phone, if it's not a Pixel 6. Apple's iPhones don't have the Magic Eraser, but the Apple App Store does have several apps that say they can be used to remove objects. The first rule of removing an object from a photo is this. Smaller is better, and photos with plain backgrounds will see better success. For example, a swimmer you don't want who's surrounded by water at the beach. Piece of cake. A large object on a complex background, particularly if it's close to the main subject, probably not going to happen. You'll see a photo on the TechBiter Worldwide website this week that illustrates some of the opportunities. There are two side-by-side images showing what I started with and the resulting finished image. And again, remember, all of this work was done on a Google Pixel 6 phone. The cat you'll see is Nico. I fed her while my younger daughter and her family were away from home. And of course, I took her picture. There are three distractions in the photo. One is a shiny plastic bumper on the edge of a bench. There are curtains and a vent in the background, and a brightly colored object to the right of the cat. I knew I'd never be able to get rid of the brightly colored object, at least not on the phone. But the shiny object on the bench would be easy, and the background would be possible, I thought, maybe with a little effort. So I started with the Magic Eraser. After zooming in, I drew a circle around the shiny plastic bumper, and it simply disappeared. The curtains and vent required several passes, and at the end it still clearly appeared to have been manipulated. So then it was time to bring out the blur tool, which does a surprisingly good job of differentiating between the main subject and the background. I dialed blur up to 61, and that eliminated the visual problem with the curtains and the vent. And it also made the brightly colored object at the right fade away. The free Photoshop Camera app allows users to apply patterns over images, or to make an indoor photo look like an outdoor photo with strong sunlight behind the subject. Increasingly powerful photo applications are being made for use on iOS and Android phones, and artificial intelligence is making it possible for people to get more out of their images with less effort. You'll see one photo of me. It's a selfie that I took while lying in bed inspecting some of the lenses and filters available for Photoshop camera. Now you might think I'm outside, and there's strong sunshine from my right side, on the left side of the image. Had there been sunshine in the room where I created that image, it would have been from the other side. The window on my right side, left side of the image, faces north. No strong sunlight ever comes in that window. Yet the artificial intelligence built into a free component of a free application installed on a mobile phone convincingly puts the light there. And it even adds a reflection in my glasses and a bit of flare in the lower right corner. The picture of the cat you'll see was made with a Season's Greetings filter. More amazing still, perhaps, is the fact that I could easily move the Season's Greetings filter to my photo and the Glow filter to the cat's picture. Remove the filters, or add any other filter. Magic? Well, it sure seems like it. Once there was a difference between hackers and crackers, but that difference has largely been lost. Hackers were white hats. Crackers were black hats. The U.S. Department of Justice is trying to differentiate. Decades ago, people who poked around in computers and on networks in an effort to see how those things worked were called hackers. They never did any harm, at least not intentionally, and they often let system operators know about problems that they'd spotted. Crackers, on the other hand, were malevolent. They're the people who would sabotage systems and steal information. Those who poke around in computers and networks still perform useful tasks, and the Department of Justice announced in May that it will not prosecute what they are calling good faith hackers who are engaged in security research and who are acting in a manner designed to avoid harm to an individual or the public. The statement adds that good faith hacking must be used primarily to promote security or safety of the class of devices, machines, or online services to which the accessed computer belongs, or those who use such devices, machines, or online services. And yes, that's typical Department of Justice verbiage. This significantly modifies the department's enforcement policies regarding the 1986 Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, which recognized no difference between researchers and criminals. Had such a policy been in effect in 2013, it might have saved Aaron Schwartz, who committed suicide after being charged under the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. He had downloaded nearly 5 million records from JSTOR, an academic subscription service. JSTOR did not want Swartz to be prosecuted, but the Department of Justice accused him of theft anyway. JSTOR is part of Ithaca, a not-for-profit organization that helps academics use digital technologies to preserve scholarly records and advance research. The Department of Justice has no objection to your reading 20 years ago on the TechBiter Worldwide website. Consider 2002, when there was still a bit of hope for Ventura Publisher. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide. I'm Bill Blynn. There's more on the website, techbiter.com. And if you have a question or a comment, Use the contact link you'll find there. Stop by again next week for another session.